Welcome to Views on the News, a podcast series by Propeller Group, where we speak to three industry experts and gain their insights on some of the biggest news stories of the month. Q4 is the most crucial trading period for brands and retailers of all shapes and sizes. Stretching from Black Friday through to Cyber Monday and Christmas, how retailers manage these decisive promotional periods is often the difference between profit and loss especially in the online arena. According to Salesforce, 2020 was the biggest ever holiday season, largely thanks to the rise of e-commerce, with digital sales growing by 50% year over year to $1.1 trillion globally. This is part one of a two-part special edition of Views on the News, hosted by me, Will from Propeller Group. In this two-part mini-series, we reveal insights and gather predictions on what the holiday season has in store from a series of industry experts, speaking live from e-commerce expo at London's Excel Centre. My name is Aaron Cody. I am the Chief Marketing Officer at OnBuy.com. I'm Graham. I'm Head of Business Development at Sophology. Hello, I'm Fiona Gordon. I'm the CEO of Ogilvy UK. We kicked off by asking our guests how they are preparing for the festive trading period. For me, if, if the pandemic has taught business anything, it's that things will change. So we might be in lockdown, we might not be in lockdown, we might have supply chain problems, and then you hear that there aren't supply chain problems. So I think flexibility is the key to, to trading effectively in, in, in the festive season this year. One of the, the key things is, is the, that ability to react quickly to things, you know, not in the weekly kind of review of, of trade for that week, but within the day. Um, there's lots of evidence that the, the festive periods actually can come forward with nervousness about securing the perfect gift for your loved ones. Yeah, I think it's just maintaining that flexibility is going to be key. I think for me, we've got to be honest and open with our, with our, with our customers. At the end of the day, there are challenges out there. They're well documented. But I think the retailers that will win this year will be the ones that kind of are you know, truly honest about their current situations with their stock levels, their current situations with their supply chains. Um, and just making customers, you know, not making false promises to customers that they, they can have things before Christmas if actually they're not going to be able to. Fortunately, um, at Sophology, we don't really have a kind of a Christmas peak because um, we don't really sort of operate in sales. That said, people still want to buy furniture from us in time for Christmas. But, you know, we're taking the mode that we've just got to be as transparent as possible with people and really sort of lay it out there as to this is what you can have and this is, you know, if you don't want it. A sofa's not just for Christmas, it's for kind of seven years. So don't rush the decision just because you can't have it for Christmas. Well, as we know, yeah, the festive period is huge for retail. Um, and I think this year, obviously, people are really looking forward to hopefully coming back together again, having had the kind of, you know, broken up Christmas of last year. So I think for retailers, that gives multiple opportunities, I guess. You know, how do you maybe create sharing experiences, how are you going to create different forms of celebration, multi-generational, back together again. And I guess we've all got used to now being able to get our online groceries in 30 minutes, um, which is harder, obviously, at the busiest times of years to manage that trading volume. So I think as well, like probably really managing the expectations of customers and, you know, keeping them aware of what's going to be happening. So I think there's a kind of combination of celebration and capitalising on celebration and organisation and really thinking about how you're going to manage your distribution, your supply chain and the trust of the customer because I think that's going to be really important this festive season. 
And, and what's the most important lesson the past 18 months has taught the industry? I think it's communication. There's lots of things about how businesses have gone into hybrid models in the office, out of the office, but all the way through how businesses have communicated has, has rapidly changed and evolved from the Teams, the Zooms, the podcasts, the, 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 the you know, I've, I've, I'm now deploying technologies with people I've never met from, from other sides of the planet, which would have been harder to do uh, pre-pandemic. But that communication has made the world a lot smaller, I think. At the same time as that communication, I think the other the other thing is is how you look after your staff. Now it's easier for your staff to jump ship and go anywhere to any retailer, any, <laughs> almost at any time, uh, because it doesn't matter if they're they're, they're geographically attached to the, the, the HQ of the local competitor. So that means you've got to work a lot harder to engage and retain staff. You've got to do a lot more work in terms of mental health and support because of the the, the social gaps and the social distancing from from the office, etc. Um, so communication has been the big one. Again, it's expect the unexpected, I think, really, is the, is the bit. So, you know, it's all well and good having these huge, big, like, long-term plans and kind of strategies. But actually, I think we're in a world where you need to kind of rip those up and you need to be a bit more agile with the way you're thinking and planning, whether that's budgeting or whether that's actually kind of how you're going to evolve your proposition. I think you've got to, we've got to be looking a little bit further ahead um, and we've got to be trying to kind of, like, adjust and kind of optimise based on what's going on out there in the real world. So I think for me, one of the things that I would say is make sure you're more agile in your planning. Don't be afraid to test and learn. Don't be afraid to fail. Um, but recognise when something's not going right that you need to adjust and adapt it. So yeah, for me, I guess that will be the, the most important lesson that we've learned certainly over the last 18 months. And I think you know going forward, I think we've got to take that attitude. And I think it's a good thing, me personally. I, I think it brings more innovation and it brings a little bit more excitement to kind of like the retail space. People have really learned to pivot, haven't they? You have to pivot on the opportunity. So I think, you know, when there is an opportunity, you have to try and kind of be agile enough to grasp it. You know, so I think what retailers have done, you know, when you think of it, you know, probably people wouldn't have had certain services available at such speed. But actually, in a sense, people have done either brand and partnership collaborations or they've brought teams of people together between the client, the agency to kind of come up with solutions they might never have invented otherwise. So I think that that spirit of what we all had to learn to work with, where actually people broke down barriers. So people might have said in trading before, oh, we can't do that. Or supply chain might have said, we can't do this. But actually, people were able to do that mm-hmm. when they actually had to come to it. I think keeping that spirit going, maybe without the full exhaustion, but keeping that spirit going is going to probably be really important because everyone's experience now I think you define your best experience by your last best experience don't you and then you think that all online experience should be equally good so if you had one brilliant experience anywhere that kind of lifts your new standard for all commerce experiences I think what aspect of the customer experience can technology most help with in 2022 and how? Marketing is simple, right? It's right message, right customer, right time. And it's, it's no more complicated that, than that. And I think for me that it's how that's being deployed is, is still a relatively broad spectrum approach for lots of businesses. So I'm still getting uh, recommendations for women's wear from, from certain retailers, for example, and I've never bought women's wear, although I have browsed a lot because of my previous role with CSOL. And I think for me that, that connection with customers is, is going to become even more important because as the, the high street opens, as the high street closes, the pandemic isn't finished yet, you know, one, one random variation on a mutating pathogen, and we're all locked down again. So, you know, so I think for us is, is continuing to build that emotive connection with customers is the key and all the technologies that support that in terms 
terms of personalization, retargeting, CDPs, CRMs, et cetera, uh, will be key to, be, to driving that. I mean, I think technology is key, yeah. I come from a bit of an IT background, and obviously everyone used to talk about IT as, uh, well, you know, you give them a job, IT will go and build it, and then it'll come back. And actually, over the last, and it's a bit longer than sort of the last 18 months, but actually IT is now central. It's how people differentiate themselves, um, and we should really be investing in technology to kind of help improve the customer experience. You know, whether that's tools like, um, you know, one-to-one video, whether it is AR, VR, whether it's, I don't know, whatever other technologies are out there, we should definitely be backing them and we should definitely be trying them. I think the retailers, especially in our world where we don't have a store in every high street, we've got, you know, maybe every 30 to 40 miles away from you as a customer. We need to make sure that we're giving the customer the best experience they can have when they go into a store. And then when they come away from that store, we want them to be able to reconnect with us as a brand and we want them to be able to then pick up where they've left off and then go and buy again. And you know, we want them to have the tools at their fingertips to make the decisions that they, that they, they really want to make um, rather than rushing that process within a store. So for me, that's, you know, technology's central to, to the, sort of the, the next phase and the continuing change in retail. Well, I think, you know, people don't really, customers don't think of technology, do they? They think of the task they have at hand, you know, like, I just have to go and buy X or I have to pay this bill or I have to get something sorted because, you know, the kids have to go to nursery or whatever. So I think consumers think of task. So I think technology, in a sense, has to be an enabler to try and almost facilitate that task to happen as seamlessly as possible, I think. So I think in that sense, can we use voice more? You know, we've all had the Alexas or the Googles and stuff, but, you know, you know, if you just think I need my tea bags, can you just tell voice to add it to your shopping list? You know, so I think technology and obviously AI has made a lot of the invisible happen behind the scenes. But I think it's really as a how can technology be in service of people? I think the technology is great, but it's always got to be to serve a human need. Thanks to Aaron, Graham and Fiona for their insights. Look out for part two of this series featuring Chloe Taylor, founder of vegan fashion brand Earthea, Darren Lawson, e-commerce trading manager at Tottenham Hotspur FC, and Justin Biddle, the UK lead for e-commerce firm Shopware. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please do subscribe and give us a review. Or to get in touch and learn more about Propeller Group, check out our website at www.propellergroup.com.